Chicken little. Chicken little. Chicky little. Chicky poo? Oh, it's a fucking chicky sandwich. Mm, little chicky. Little grillers? Those little chickies were great from some. I got a little cheese griller. You know, how was that? Was that... It was a grilled cheese. I'm okay. We just folded it in half. One piece. It was a half a grilled cheese. Those are, their Texas toast is really good. It was really good. And that's how I usually have my piece of Texas toast anyway. I put chicken on it with the fucking tater tots. So it was tater tots. They got our sling blade. Mm-hmm. 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 French fried taters. You know he kills a guy in that movie. Yeah, that's why he was in the fucking. It's thing. fucked up. He should have fucking died. He shouldn't have done that. He's just a boy. Why well, fuck, man? It's sling blade, Chris Hamrick. <laughs> Poor old fella. Um, John Ritter's in that movie. Aw, guys, I miss John Ritter. He was gay. John Ritter was gay in that movie. In the movie, yeah. Because not in real life, that dude fucking slayed. Oh my Satan. god, Amy Yasbeck. Yeah, f- Amy Yasbeck. <laughs> <laughs> yas. Yas. Yas queen. You can't queen. talk about how much you like a girl and then say yas queen. <laughs> it kind of negates the whole thing. I understand that, but I was I miss Broad City. Oh, uh, me too. When's that coming back? I hope soon. Never. Oh, what? Oh, you love Broad City. You love Michael Ian Black as well. Yeah. He's never been on the show, but you love him. He's a longtime listener. So when are we going to start recording? We've been recording. What do you mean? We haven't... What, don't we have a cue? I feel like every single month we do this. Every time we start a new episode, the question is always asked, mm-hmm. are we recording? It's always Mikey, what did you learn after the first time we recorded? And you said, well, we're recording this! That we're always recording. We're always recording. Okay, but we've... Since episode one. We've been sitting down for probably 45 minutes. Well, right, I mean... Just rambling. 15 minutes. No, 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 we've been sitting here 45... You may have been recording 15 minutes. No, I've only been recording 9 minutes and 17 seconds. We've been recording for 10 minutes? Yes. What do you even mean? And the video just started again. 
Welcome to Three Way Theater. Three Way Theater. 2017. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Three Way Theater. The first episode of 2017. What? What? Just a brand new year and brand new us, right? Brand new us, brand new, new, new us. you. That's the that's the phrase of the year yep. already, and it's only Wait, January. new... What is it? New year, new us. New me, new you. Wait, is it all of those things, or is it yeah. just the one? So it's, it's new year, new me, new you, new us. No, no, no. It, it's new year, new me, or Wouldn't new year, new us. You know, whatever. no, but so new or, year, or, new you. Yeah, but it's all a part of the slogan. Yeah. Anybody, so it's new year, me. new me. Or uh, no, no. There's that's, that's what you just it's said. A choice. It's not me. all one. You don't say new. You, 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 so it's okay. So it starts New Year, New Us. New Year, New Us. Or New Year. This isn't new. Me. But these are all you? separate slogans, though. No, you're making it sound like it's one slogan. It's just one no, long. No no, 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 no. That would take up far too much room on your bumper. They're just. I all, agree with they're you. They're all the same. Yeah. But they're not all the same. Well, I'm just there is no I in team. But there is an I in win, so what does that say? And there is also an I in MIDI. Like the old music? Like Tiggle MIDI. Uh, M-I-D-I. Yeah. Like there's the, two I's in MIDI. But there, but I, I understand there's two, but I'm letting you know that there is at least one. Why? No, there's no Y's. There's only I's. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Three Way Theater. Uh, I'm going to need you both to talk into that microphone now. <clears throat> we are both talking into this microphone. I, well, I know. <laughs> putting it on the We're diorama. Putting it on a diorama mm-hmm. of a small mm-hmm. Is it diorama or diorama? Di- diorama. You call it a diorama? I think you're doing that right now under peer pressure. Um, now, Jake, you're the first one that said it. Now I can't remember what I said. <laughs> you called it a diorama. 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 Like yeah, well, it is a power No, you called it a diorama? Diorama, yeah. Diorama, that's what I said. But I call it a diorama. Like Susie's Dorama group. <laughs> yeah. Um, Whoa, Black Betty. Man, man. Black Betty. Man, man. Black Betty had a job. Brand a bam. That's our first musical interlude what? of 2017. All right, mark it down. Marking it down. Yeah. Black. B L A K. No. B E C T. B L A Q. Oh, okay. B L A Q U E. Yeah. yeah. B E T T I E. Yeah. Black Betty. It's French. Oh. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Three way theater. Love la pee wee. So, um. I'm a rebel, Dottie. We're just coming off our inaugural Peakies. The Peakies. Yeah. The Peaky Awards. I want to thank everybody for, uh, for their votes. And everyone and, that did vote. And a lot of great feedback on that episode as well. Really? Definitely. Yeah, they, they love the guest stars. You never know who's going to show up. Yep. I know. I was surprised. There was a lot of surprises. There were a lot episode. of surprises. There were some surprise winners this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. And, like, we have some, uh, you know, for those who wanted to catch up, I believe the big winner of the night was Fabe winning Best Film of the Year. And... I would be hard-pressed. I mean, there were some good movies that we watched. There was maybe only a couple other I would put in the same category as Kayfabe. Yeah. It yeah. absolutely deserved to win. Yes, but it was a, it was a strong category. It was. Um, wh- what is this podcast about, Mike? I mean, what is Three-Way Theater? Three-Way Theater is a podcast about mm-hmm. movies. Yep. Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. And pro, pro wrestling, wrestling movies. Oh, okay. All right. So that's that's pretty all encompassing. I during our holiday break, um, I sent you guys over my list 
of wrestling movies that are out there. Strictly films, not really including any documentaries, but just strict narrative fiction films about pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think we have a pretty damn good list. And I know I sent you guys the link the other day. There's a brand new movie coming out this year starring Kurt Angle, one of our three-way theater Mm all-stars. Something what's been described as going to be a major league for pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be like the major league. So it should be interesting. I really want to get it on the ground floor for this movie. That's my goal for 2017. For 2016, I really feel like we broke some barriers getting uh, that awesome interview with Mike Scully from Kayfabe, co-writer, co-director. The dialogue that we had with Cody Knotts, director of Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. And uh, this brand new movie in production, and we do a podcast about pro wrestling movies. I feel like we should try to get cast as extras. I would say get cast as extras or try to get some sweet Mike Pava interviews with his uh, big AM radio connections. Humble brag, people. uh, Veteran of the mini-sode, Anthony Green, actually is uh, friends with Tommy Dreamer. Who is playing the rival evil promoter. I cannot wait for this movie. I'm I'm so excited. This is a great way to kick off 2017, this hopeful thing, but there are still so many movies on the list. So many. And if you want to see us do a movie? You have a request? We might consider it. We've gotten a few requests for a couple of specific movies. And we've yet to do any of them. <laughs> no. We have strictly done what we've wanted uh-huh. to do at every single turn. <laughs> I did we the thing... We promises uh, that we were going to follow mm-hmm. the people that asked, uh-huh. and we I, never did. Keith Hayes, I'm sorry. I directly lied to you and assured you that the one and only was going to be reviewed by now. And All the Marbles, I believe, was also a promise that was made. All the Marbles is another strong request, and that's actually one that I want to do, too. But Listen, listen. This is all stuff in the future. I know. We have a bright future ahead of us. But that's why I want to talk about tonight. We have a really bright future ahead of us. So let's talk about the present. We've talked about the past with the Peakies. we talked about the future with the movies we want to do. And now let's talk about the present. And what a present we have. Boy, do we have a big present for you. A little bit of a belated Christmas present, if you will. Or whatever you celebrate. This is episode number 10, guys. This is your eighth day of Hanukkah. Hanukkah. And the, the gift that you've been waiting for. Yeah, very. this is a non-denominational present yes. for you. Any, any, anything you believe in, this is for you. For a December gift. And I mean, what's the movie, guys? I've completely forgotten. <laughs> yeah, this is in one ear, out the other. All this build-up. Yeah, right? Um, well, it's the classic No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred! No Holds Barred! That, that great titular song. Hulk Do, Hogan? Wait, no, wait, we need to talk about this. Oh, We yeah. talked about this <laughs> off-air. Thank you for mentioning Thank you, Mikey, so much for being... Listen, I'm the king of the segues, okay? That's true. I knew what I was You're doing. still not getting the um, Also, no, no, he got it. I, I mean, you guys are so quick to forget. You both received segues mm-hmm. oh, at the Peakies. We lost and them. What, yeah, yeah, that's right. You lost them. Mm-hmm. How long after did you lose them? It was fairly quick. It was the same night. <laughs> you lost the goddamn segues. <laughs> the same, I'm still paying the loan on both those things. Both of them. The, he's still paying the loan on the first segues. Yeah, I'm... We are We're drowning in debt deep. with Segway debt. 
I'm just saying, same day you lost them. Peakies, we were all going to go out and celebrate. Mac attacks were there. Royalty Rui Batello. Sinister One Keith Hayes, we were all going to party. Derek Benedict. And what happened? You lost the segues. Yeah, you know. It, but, you know, New Year, New Segway. That's that's another slogan? Yeah, yeah that's... that's the, 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 the New Year, day. New Segway. New Year, New Segway. Or... New Year, New Us. Yes. Or, or New Year, New You. Or, or New Year, year new, new Me. Or well, New Year, New Bedford. <laughs> I'm going to try to remember this. The Whaling City. So we, we did No Holds Bar. Wait, wait, wait. Mikey just tried to deflect oh, us. Oh, wait, he yeah, tried yeah, to yeah, change I the subject. The was trying to change Mikey, the subject. middleman. While we were while yeah. we were off the air, uh-huh. we were discussing the titular songs yes. here on Three Way Theater. Right. You know, and wait, wait, wait. And one thing I also want to mention is that we had an award category at the yeah. Peakies uh-huh. for titular. best titular song. And yeah. you now, voted wait, wait, wait. for it. Yeah, yes. thank you. Yeah. I just want to confirm uh-huh. a yes or no that you voted in yes. best titular song. Of course. Yes. Now, what, in your opinion, does titular mean? Uh, the n- the number one song, the song of the movie. So, before tonight, before we all talked earlier, uh, did you believe titular to be a real word? Um, yes, but I may or may not have known the meaning of the word titular. So you didn't actually know what the word meant and thought it was something that we just made up on the podcast <laughs> I said and we coined ago, the phrase. We are ten episodes deep. In minisodes. And plus minisodes plus an award show. Which had a category for best titular song. And you tonight discovered what titular meant. Yes. Why, why did you wait so long to ask? Were you ashamed? I, I mean, I never thought it would come up like this. Like, you were as ashamed as admitting that you were <laughs> illiterate. Like it was a very. No, I'm just. I've never heard the word before until now, and uh, never heard the word before now. Never heard the word before. Uh, before the before the podcast yes. began, and you and instead of like. Hey, I don't know what this word means in this 21st century we live in. Where you can look up. <laughs> well, I could have easily looked when, up the word, but I mean, so <laughs> when you were in bed that night writing in your diary about the day's events, <laughs> you were like, "Oh my gee, we <laughs> recorded the first episode of Three Way Theater, and you'll never guess what Jake did. He just, he just." He sang the titular song of the movie. And I was like, titular? First of all, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have written it down because uh-huh. I wouldn't have known how to spell it. So, so I would like, you're spelling T E E T. Titular. T I T U L A R. Titular. Did you ever try writing it in your phone and to have it actually get... No, I didn't care so much to do so. So you just stayed in the dark. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Great Gatsby. (laughs) So, yeah, I had to call that out. You decided to fucking railroad me about going to the movies by myself last year. Uh So I need to talk about your inability to know the fucking word titular. (laughs) Never heard of it before in my life. Until Do you the know podcast. the term short bus? Oh, jeez. Jeez. It's 
that's rough. Well, then. I don't, I don't, I'm, I, uh, I take what? it back. Do you? JC's a little messed up, guys. <laughs> oh, are we revealing that, too? With 2017, it brought a new legislation in Massachusetts. I don't know if anybody can hear you with the mouthful of cookies in your mouth. Oh, you're eating cookies, Jake? I sure am. Interesting. Those cookies, you know, I actually had one when I came in earlier. Um, How you feeling? I feel a little funny. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, let me just say, Uh in 2017 Massachusetts, it's it's good that we can now discuss this on a podcast. Yes. Yeah? We're going to dance around it. Do we have to? No. no. More like tax Massachusetts, am what I right, t- guys? Uh, well, we talked about Ready to Rumble being our um, drunk cast. It's our high Whoa. episode? This Whoa. is our uh, high I mean, cast. Oh. That's uh, All right. I made a... JC does not partake in the smoke, so I made some... Uh, Which is weird, because my nickname in high school was Kid Smokes a Lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... <laughs> And uh, I gifted him some, which is legal. Mm. So I, uh, we're now all partaking, explaining our rambling, incoherent yeah. beginning to this podcast. Good, good twelve or fifteen minutes of this. Okay, so we did mention the movie at least. Yes. Um, welcome to Three Ways Theater. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yep, we're, we're not doing that. All no, 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 no. Hey guys, yeah. happy twenty seventeen. New year, new yeah. us. Fuck the police! What? Now we gotta keep it all in. If we just started the podcast, if we just started the podcast with some asshole screaming "fuck the police," they're gonna be like, "Shut this thing down." The fucking podcast police would be knocking on our door in a second. Now we have to keep the previous fifteen minutes. Yeah, welcome to the three-way theater. Right, okay, yeah. hello everybody. New stuff. All lives matter. Happy new. That's, that's all okay. lives matter. That's okay. That's fine. Happy New Year. All, all lives matter do matter. Happy New Year. New but lives. especially lives. <laughs> where are you going with this? Yeah, where are you going? Where are you going with this? You, you stopped yourself. <laughs> this is getting way out of hand. This is this is almost this is no holds bar. Oh shit! Man, we're back. King of the Segway. King of the Segway. And wig to deflect us off that previous conversation, right? No holds barred. Can I ask you guys what your first exposure to this movie was? I can say mine, but I'd like to hear from you first. Um, I would always rent No Holds Barred from uh, Big Jim's, Big Jim's video store. So I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Now, was this, you saw No Hold Bards on WWF TV? Did you see the Zeus thing? Or you just happened to go to the video store? Your first experience was seeing the VHS fucking, fucking box, No Hold Barred. It's a fucking movie with Hulk Hogan on it. Of course I'm going to watch but it. You, so you don't remember watching the build-up nope, to it? I didn't see the build-up to it live as a kid. I, uh, I don't remember that either. It was 1989. I wasn't yeah. born yet. So I <clears> missed out on the whole Zeus angle because he was, you know, he was only there for that short stint. On strictly 1989. So it's for me the movie came before seeing anything about it. Right. So you in wrestling because we were because I started watching wrestling in 91, 92. Right. So f- as with Mikey, for me it was at Blockbuster Video mm-hmm. and seeing the big, you know, and not really understanding that it was just a movie. Yeah. If, to me, like I thought it was almost a part of the WWF reality. I definitely agree with you on that because as a kid, I rented it from the Video Show Place in Abington. Okay, and um, we, 
they had a great deal. I, I feel like they made it just for me. It was five wrestling tapes for five days for five dollars. That's it was great. Um, it was pretty much the best thing. So you, so I got a big stack of tapes. Plus, I felt better because I got I would get WrestleMania four, and WrestleMania four would have. WrestleMania four would have two tapes, so I felt like I was getting bonus as ah. did WrestleMania three. So. The things I would rent would be Royal Rumble 94, Royal Rumble 92. Uh, and then I think it was... Just uh, for reference, Mike Pava and I were both at the 1994 Royal Rumble. Yep. And uh, Survivor Series 1989, which featured Zeus. Right. And No Holds Barred was also there, and they would count that. Did that also include No Holds Barred, the match from the pay-per-view? No, it was strictly just the, the tape. The VHS just of the, the movie. Just the VHS of the movie. But uh, so, I believe they also had SummerSlam, too. So I got to see all the Zeus matches... Other than the cage match. So, for you, you were like me, where when I first had my experience for it, I thought, like, this is just a part of WWF. Yes. And like, I never really considered him being a different character than Hulk Hogan throughout the movie. I didn't think of Rip. Like, I didn't... I don't think I realized that as a kid. So, Mike, I know you have the DVD case there that has the synopsis on the back. I also took a synopsis off of Amazon. So I, I, I'm going to see if there's any difference <clears throat> well, in what we have. First of all, there probably will be a difference because this is the digitally remastered WWE, WWE release. Studios release. So let me read mine first okay. because it was the original. Yes. And then we'll have you read what the WWF thinks of it. Was this the 20 or 30 year? Um, well, 80, no, no. So it would have to be 20 years, right? Yeah, 89. 89. So 89 is not for... No, yeah. No, but I'm saying it was. This was released yeah. for the 20th anniversary, I think. Doesn't say. Doesn't no, okay. No. So, the synopsis from Amazon When world wrestling champion Rip Thomas, Hulk Hogan, refuses to join a competing network, an evil executive creates a new program The Battle of the Tough Guys, where rules don't exist and men engage in an all in out brawl for money. After a murdering ex-convict by the name of Zeus comes out on top as the toughest man, an ultimate title match with Rip is the TV network's best chance for big ratings. But when Rip refuses the challenge and his brother is roughed up as a consequence, the world champion has no choice but to teach Zeus a lesson and a final no-hold-bards fight to the finish. I have a oh, problem. Right. I have a problem with that synopsis. <laughs> okay, is it too? It's too long, isn't it? It's a very no, long synopsis. No, it's that Randy had it coming. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get to that. What is yours? Uh, this is a much more stripped down version. Okay. Uh, get ready for the battle. No ropes can hold. There was ropes in every match. There sure was. <laughs> For the first time ever on DVD comes the 1989 cult classic featuring Hulk Hogan in his first starring role as Rip, I a larger-than-life wrestling champ who's been flooring some of the biggest bad guys ever to rock him and sock him in the ring. But when Rip's unstoppable success catches the eye of unscrupulous television executive Tom Brell, Kurt Fuller, Wayne's World. His name's Tom? Yeah. Name's Tom. He finds himself at the center of a plan to boost the network's sinking ratings by pitting him against a vicious monster named Zeus, Tommy Tiny Lister, Friday. Joan Severance, see no evil, hear no evil, co-stars in this exciting action drama that shows that anything goes when there are. 
no hose bar. So I have a couple of problems with that. Um, first, I will argue that Thunderlips was a starring role for Hulk Hogan. I wouldn't. Uh, no, Rocky was the star. Absolutely, but behind Mr. T, I would say is Hogan. That's not a starring role. I would, yeah. So Number would you say it's a featured a role? I'll give him a featured, featured role. role. Sure. sure. I would this was love supposed. A delicious I think a lot can be attributed to Hulkamania with Thunderlips. Yeah, that's it helped not even create the stardom of Hulkamania. Yes. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he, he was like. How did he get that exposure as Thunderlips? How did he get that exposure? Yeah, like how did he get known as Thunderlips? What did it was in? It was a, in Rocky, the movie Rocky. Yeah, a feature film. He was not starring in it though. I didn't say he was. The I st- believe you did say he started. Am I all right? Wrong? Listen, no, I he said did, it was a starring role. Starring role. That's what I said. Which would mean if this you're is third his, billing, Hulk Hogan is on the top of this billing for this yes. movie. This is his first starring. This I'll get, supposed to be I'll the get vehicle to, this. to get Hulk in Hollywood. Well, yes. and again, we've already reviewed Mr. Nanny, so we've already looked into the future of 1989. We've seen what's become of Hulk Hogan's acting career. So we'll see if Mr. Nanny was a downward move, an upward move, or possibly a lateral move. I would say it was like. Bruce Willis showing up in Pulp Fiction, and you're like, oh shit, Bruce still got it. For Hulk Hogan going into Mr. Nanny, they were like, oh shit, Hulk still got it. But then... (laughs) Yeah. But then, all of a sudden, you're Bruce Willis in Cop Out with Tracy Morgan, and you're pretty much at the nadir of your career. That's Hulk Hogan in every movie after Mr. Nanny. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm comfortable. I'm a great actor. I can just fucking wing this. And we, this movie is the perfect example of this, but we talked about that completely ad nauseum in Mr. Nanny. Now, who wrote this film? Um, there were writers in this movie? There were two writers. There sure was. Do you not know this? No, give it to me. Um, oh. The two writers... Ooh. Were Vince Ooh. McMahon and Hulk Hogan? Oh wait, no. Of course I did this. Of the seventy-two hours coke-fueled writing binge yes. in the hotel room, trying to throw a softball over the plate for JC to knock out of here. Sorry, but, yeah. you guys fed me these gifted cookies. <laughs> we also fed you that line, and you were like, "Yeah, oh, really?" Oh. Just completely whiffed it. Yeah. I'm. That, that, Not feeling myself. That was sitting on a t-ball stand, uh-huh. and well, you struck out. I did because I forgot after watching this movie that there were writers. So there was a whole movie written, and then Vince and Hulk decided that they didn't like how it, it wasn't went. good enough. So they locked themselves in a hotel for three days straight and wrote "No Holds Barred." Yes, Citation: they did. How did this get made? Podcast, <laughs> right time. and. Here's the thing, and we're going to put our own spin on this movie. I have a couple of things I want, not to challenge you guys on, but I have a couple of theories I want to throw at you. So there's how did this get made? They are probably the pinnacle at like this podcasting and reviewing of movies. Mm, absolutely. We can't top that. No. And I know that Wrestling with Regret has done a No Holds Barred episode. And like, there's not going to be... We're I not going to cover the, this during a different move. Mr. Nanny, the How Did This Get Made, has done it, has right. covered it, and they did it better. So. And we're not here to... Tr- like, If anything, we're going to be like that seasoning afterwards to add a little spice yeah, to the meal. Yeah. But No Holds Barred, this coke-fueled written movie 
just the insanities of two men sitting in that hotel room with each other for an and entire weekend. There are scenes written in here that I feel like Hulk and Vince are like, yeah, that's good. That's how I really feel in real life. Uh, yeah, pal. <laughs> like, really, though. They love poop jokes. They love shit jokes. Well, we know Vince McMahon loves his fucking poop humor. Of course. Within the first Poop's five minutes. always funny. Within the first five minutes. Scat means poop. Scat means poop. Ba, 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 da, ba. <laughs> so okay, let's, let's wait. I get a couple other things before okay. we jump in. Um, I know we mentioned when we started that at the beginning of the DVD release, re-release that we have here, it the WWE Studios logo is front and center at the at the start of this. Now this was a New Line Cinema production, yes. but the thing was WWE or the WWF at the time paid for this entire movie. The, all they needed wow. was distribution, and New Line pretty much were the only bidders, or one of the few bidders, and they got it at such dirt cheap prices that there was no way they would lose money, wow. and it would all fall on Vince's lap if it wasn't successful at the box office. So... This is a New Line Cinema film, but this really is the first ever WWE Studios production. Now, how did this movie do? Jake, do you have those stats? Um, Because I know that the estimated um, budget was $8 The movie debuted at number two. In Ju- it was released on wow. June 2nd, 1989. So Against what else is going Indiana on? Indiana Jones and the Last Holy Crusade. shit. So it opened second to Last Crusade. Holy shit. My favorite Indiana Jones movie. With an opening box office of $4,957,052. Half of that sales. supposed budget right there. Suppo- right. That's the other thing. Really good point. The supposed announced budget. This was way before this company was a publicly traded company. Right. Hulk Hogan wrote in his autobiography... That the budget was the budget was about eight million dollars. Okay, so that and Vince McMahon, who financed the movie, more or less broke even because of distribution fees. The final tally was sixteen million ninety three thousand six hundred fifty one in ticket sales. Now, what that also should be included of and thought of when we talk about the estimated gross was that was the main reason they did the no hold bards pay per view. The movie was already out in theaters and had been out all summer. But Vince wanted to boost the gross, so he re-released it with the match, doing the no-hold-barred match with the, the movie film. The movie and then the match. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And so that boosted ticket sales because it was a representation, 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 and it helped boost it up to that $16 million gross. Wow. So he did everything in his power. Now, during October of 1997, Vince McMahon on Monday Night Raw joked, Hulk Hogan promised me that if the movie lost money, he was going to return his salary. I guess the check's still in the mail. <laughs> and Jim Ross quipped, no holds barred, more like no profits allowed. No. <laughs> Man. Um, brutal. I don't, I'm sure you must have read this note, Jake. I know because you and I are the ones that the ones take notes. Do the research. But... What about the rumor, or it could be truth, but at this point I'll call it conjecture because it's on IMDb and anybody can edit, that Meryl Streep was up for the role of Samantha, which would eventually go to Joan Severance. I did right. not read that. So, All right. <laughs> so I want to read this tidbit to you. Meryl Streep 
was originally cast. So not only did she attack, she was cast as the female lead Samantha. She was fired by producers just before filming began after having creative disputes with Hulk Hogan. Interesting. Get the fuck out And she of was me. replaced by Joan Severance right before filming began. <laughs> Meryl fucking Street. Who? Okay. First of all, I'm very upset we were robbed of the dream couple of Hulk Hogan and Meryl Streep. I can picture <laughs> it in my head right yes. now. Oh my god. And, um... Especially when, spoiler alert, this movie transforms into a 50s romantic screwball comedy. <laughs> yeah. Imagine I Meryl doing that. I couldn't fucking imagine. That's insane. It's like it's like Ben Kingsley in fucking um, the, the Love Guru. <laughs> yes. Just, what? Why would you be doing that? And This is 1989. What I would give to be a fly on the wall... For the fucking arguments Hulk Hogan and Meryl Streep had over right? acting. Creative differences. I, what do you think those creative differences sounded like? Them arguing in uh, a dressing room. Could you room? please try to not yell every line? <laughs> Could you try to emote a little during some of the scenes? <laughs> um, shaking your head really hurts the dialogue. <laughs> what I wanted to do real quick was I just wanted to go back... You're gritting your teeth a lot. Can you work on that? <laughs> Stop looking into the camera. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you not shock a bra every <laughs> single hand gesture? What is this? I can't even do this hand signal. Why are you breaking that fourth wall all the time? Um, what? <laughs> it, I'm still shocked by this. But I actually wanted to go back in time. Back, go back, back in, in time. time, and I wanted to look at Meryl Streep's uh, IMDb from 1989. What would that be like, Kramer versus Kramer, around that time with uh, her and? Well, considering I'm still scrolling through her roles, does she have a long IMDb? Yeah, Tiny Lister's IMDb <laughs> is 199 roles. What? He's been in so much. For the record, so, did not how how funny is it that the Supporting uh, role in this went on to being more of a bigger star than. Oh, Hulk we Hogan we talked about that while we were watching the movie. Yeah. You were like, "So he did this movie. This was his first movie. Yep. And now he just became an actor. If Hulk Hogan didn't want to be the leading man, he would have had a much better Hollywood career, possibly. But like, there's only so many roles." For a six foot six balding blonde man with orange skin. I'm, uh, it's funny you said balding <laughs> because as I'm looking at this cover, he has hair on the top of his head. Let yeah, me see. Um, that I was just actually listening. Hair to, was not there. I was just <laughs> listening to um, uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, his podcast, and he said they would spend about ten thousand dollars on a budget just covering up Hulk Hogan's bald spots <laughs> and a wow. Hulk, and a Hulk Hogan match would take an entire time an entire day to edit because they would edit around any shots of his head or Jesus the top Christ. of his head where any other match would be edited in a few minutes his took all day so wow <laughs> they protected him protected him protected they him they sure did so and also they predicted him even there because if you remember this movie was released and Hogan wasn't even with the WWE at the time. I'm also looking at the uh, front of the DVD box. It says no ring, no ref, no rules. All three were present. <laughs> there was a ring, there was a ref, and there were rules. There were rules. 
So which were? Oh, um, num- rule number one: no smoking. Rule number two: smoke, smoke if you got, got him. him. <laughs> So in 1979, Meryl Streep was in kind of the uh, the. She was in a slump. Yeah, she had Manhattan, okay. Woody Allen, and uh, Kramer versus Kramer was in 1979. Okay, so I was I was right there. But, but it's all right. No, off. but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna try to defend him. No. Um, Sophie's Choice was 1982. <clears throat> Uh, out of Africa, 1985. Does it mean anything that I thought Sophie's Choice was released in, like, 1991? <laughs> is that also bad? Yes. Um, all right. So, in 1989, this is her... F- <laughs> her first movie in 1989 was She-Devil with Ooh. Roseanne Barr. Yes, I loved She-Devil. That was a okay. great movie. Um, rabber, rab, rabbit Ears... So I've never encountered the word rabbit before. Do you know what rabbit means? Do you know what titular means? Okay, kill, the the kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Postcards from... I don't know. Defending Your Life? Oh, in 1992 was Death Becomes Her. Oh, I love Death Becomes Her. Goldie Hawn. So, she let's say She-Devil would have been the... So, would have been this movie. It would have been No Holds Barred. Okay. Would the movie have done any better if With it were Meryl, Meryl Streep? Streep instead of... Yes. You think? Yes. Okay. Would she... Would She-Devil have been worse? She-Devil, as you just said, is awesome. It really is. Roseanne, and she hates her family and her husband. It's great. Mm-hmm. She dumps a bedpan. Yeah. It's great. So... Yeah, I'm sorry to really derail us on that, but I felt it had to be said. That's well, let's, crazy. Let's, let's, and then they thought Joan Severance was an equal. But we did listen, talk about how fucking compla- gorgeous. I'm not oh, she's about fucking Joan beautiful. But movie. if you're looking for beautiful, go for Joan Severance. If you're yes. looking for good acting, go for Meryl Streep. Okay, right. All right. Okay. You, 100%. Uh, I concede. Not to say that Joan Severance was bad, but I think Joan. I think Joan Severance fit better in this movie than. Trust me, I fucking I totally agree with you. When she that. came out of the bedroom, the uh, bathroom in that hotel scene, in her in her fucking PJs, her sexy blah, 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 PJs. Uh, PJs, that's PJs. They're calling those were P- P- those were sexy. That, that was a bra. If they were sexy, they should be called PJs. Yeah, Did you it, see the size of those bloomers? Those it, were it was PJs. a bra and silk boxers. Silk boxers. All the way she wasn't wearing bloomers. <laughs> They were huge. And they they were huge. And much like everything else in the 80s, they went so far up her back. <laughs> they oh, yeah. really did. Oh, they were pulled up way past her way belly button. Past. I want to see that belly button. That's right. Don't forget. Three-way theater fact. Mike Pava loves belly buttons. He loves belly buttons. We found that on the drunk podcast. Apparently on the high podcast, we get back yeah. the call back to it. <laughs> That's also why uh, he hates Elizabeth Perkins, because she always had her... Elizabeth Berkeley rather. Because mm-hmm. she always had her pants pulled up so high. Yep. That's also why you hate Taylor Swift, because she always hides her belly uh-huh. button. That's yeah. why I hated I Dream of Jeannie. All yep, the same yep. thing. She wanted to show her belly button. We're really cracking down there, and we're getting into your psyche. Getting into Mikey. Soul. Psych Pava. Ah, Psych Pava. Um... What we, as we're going into the movie, and I know we're still putting it off, and this is going to have to be a two part. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Because but, there's so little content that's within true. the film. Right. So, the, as we did with our first WWE Studios movie that we watched, I wanted to mention the previews that we got with this DVD. There were only two. Do you guys remember what they were? Uh, one was um, 
the movie with Edge. Wrong. The first one Wait, was the ECW one, unreleased uh-huh. volume one, right? Which shows some of the most hardcore matches that I know were sold on RF video back in the day. <laughs> so they were very much released. They were released. I probably have a few. <laughs> exactly. Um, I thought it was interesting though that they had an ECW DVD being advertised on this. Well, for the no hold like, barred. Well, as I mean, whenever I this an older crowd. whenever this came out, that was probably the DVD, the next DVD in line, or was the big one that they were pushing at the time. I think it was calculated to be with the bar, the the bar. Oh, okay, all right. Hardcore. I, if style. you want to go that way, sure. Yeah. the uh, The second trailer was for Bending the Fences. Bending the Rules. Oh, Bending... You're right. It, it is Bending the Rules. <laughs> okay, Bending the Fences, clearly... You were thinking of Mending the Fences? <laughs> I was with, thinking of Fences with, with Denzel that Washington. Was a mo- uh, lost movie, Mending the Fences? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yes. <laughs> We're just really putting this off. No, I'm not. Very I mean, much we don't have lots of movie to talk about, because again, I don't want to go through and just review, but... I don't remember that Edge movie, so when I saw that trailer, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And his name is Blades? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the, the trailer starts off with, like, Blades is bad. Blades is cool. Edge is Blades. Blades is in trouble. And that was like, Blades. You know what they say? New Year, New Blades. Oh. Or, New Year... So... Do you think they named him Blades because his name is Ed? Yes, that was... Yes! That was, that was, it's hilarious. I just put that together right Wait, now. you just we took We talked the... about it back when it was on. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. I don't think it, we actually talked you about said, it. I was. I knew what you were talking about. I blacked about. out for 20 minutes. <laughs> That's true. By the way, that lo- movie looks awful. Oh, it looked awful. Don't but, worry, no wrestling involved. Don't uh, well, that's why we're never going to be able to talk about this again. I wanted to get this in right now because there will never be a bending the rules episode it of this. Lo- it looks like uh, a walking tall starring. The only way we're ever going to get we're going to get to a point yeah. where we're going to run out of wrestling in movies, and, and we're going to do, do wrestlers, wrestlers in movies. movies. I mean, so I just may have jinxed right. us. Wait, okay, I'm going to make this con- this concession that once we run out of pro wrestling movies, the first movie we're doing is bending the rules. Okay. Oh man. That's really, it's on it's on record. That's a long time that's from now, and I don't now. look forward to it. <laughs> and I actually love what I just saw on your screen right now, which I can't wait to talk about. Um, well then, let's dive in. Let's dive in. Okay. Can we go with that right away? Okay. Um, I want to give big props to Kurt Fuller, aka Brell. Yes. Oh my god, um, he yes. was amazing. In also, he's second scene. billing in this movie. That it was Hulk Hogan, yes. and then starring Kurt, Kurt Fuller. Fuller. Mm-hmm. That's fucking great credits. Yes. Um, I can't tell you... So wait, this wasn't Hulk Hogan's first starring role. No, it is. He was... It was starring Kurt Fuller. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Fuck, dude. You just blew the roof off this entire thing. (laughs) Operation No Holds Bone. You you say we open with Kurt Fuller. Not true. We open... Yeah. With Jake Bullet. That's right. Who's Jake Bullet, might you ask? Who is Jake Bullet? Because we had to rewind it twice. Jake, well, it wasn't because we didn't know who it was. Lumber Jake Bullet. <laughs> it was me, guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But, um, yes, a, a um, paintless, so we thought. <laughs> it's a slightly less... A slightly less painted axe, uh, Bill Eady. Demolition. Of Demolition. Missed the, missed the master. And then when they went to his close-up... 
we finally got glimpse of this weird white weird powdery makeup. makeup. He was wearing like Liberace. What I would describe as eyeshadow. Yes. yes. He was wearing like a paint eyeshadow. A very beautiful eyeshadow. Yes. His really eye- made his eyes pop. His eyes pop beautifully. <laughs> so we we always talk about the connected universe of yes. the three-way theater movies. But what I want to mention first and foremost is that when Rip... Is it Thompson or Thomas? Yes. When Rip comes out, he is dubbed the World Wrestling Federation Champion. WWF. We see the WWF banner. Yep. Mean Gene and Jesse the Body are on commentary. commentary. And called Jesse the Body Ventura, too. Yes. So, he gets a, um, a, a pop-up on the screen. Oh, he gets the, paid uh, for this movie. Oh, yeah. Jesse for Ventura don't work unless his money's on the marquee. I think he already did Predator. I believe he was the last and and, and uh, a special no, appearance by it Jesse was spent Because the and was for Tiny Lister. Okay. So, special, so special and special, Tiny Lister yes. special appearance by yes. Jesse Ventura. Cool. Um, but yes, Howard Finkel was also ring announcing. Joey Morello was the referee. So in three-way theaters universe, World Wrestling Federation is here. It's in the forefront. Right. I know in Countdown we had those brief moments at the WWE Disregard, live event. But yes. in, I agree with that. But this is the World Wrestling Federation yep. in three-way theater universe. That really gives me hope because it's a fictionalized WWF. Right. Yes. Like, Jake Bullet. These are guys that could be in the quote unquote the Captain arena. Lou Morana. Morano. Yes, exactly. And there's very few there's very few holes to punch in there where if you keep it a fictionalized universe. WCW even had a fictionalized future Sinclair. where it was very odd, random new people, Jimmy King and Titus mm-hmm. Sinclair. So it's that's cool. So we've yes. built there, so far. Our universe is like foolproof. Yeah, there are no holes in our story. And There's no it. holes barred. Oh, ah, love it. Um, I also like in this universe. I know Mikey first and foremost. You were adamant about like why is he? Why isn't he just Hulk Hogan? Right. Why is he Rip? Right. Why does he have to be Rip? And I pointed out to you a little bit later. It's because Rip fucks. Rip is a fucking sexual deviant. He is hanging dong. <laughs> like he well, wants to fuck Joan Severance. Especially in the, their very first meeting. Yes. But that's but that's so the reason saying, why. And and your point was Hulk Hogan is a very wholesome character mm-hmm. and he Hulk Hogan prayers, wouldn't vitamins. do those things. Exactly. Not the wholesome image that 1989, especially Hulk Hogan... So are we in an alternate universe where 1989 is more of an attitude era? Um, well, because of the back bar wrestling... But that never made its way to... This is, for us, watching this... Right, it never went national... This was as close as it got to being national. And after this incident that happened in our finale, the entire underground tough man backyard brawl went right back down into low bars. Into just being a back bar sort of thing. Because when we first first discovered these fights, they're happening within a ring and they're just not televised. We saw them at Body Slam. Yes, but that's also happening when the producers first happen upon the guy's fight. That universe already existed. They didn't introduce it. There's a precedent set. And we saw it for the first time in Body Slam. Yes. Mm -hmm. So So I love it. Yes, absolutely. Um, I also love the complete exposition city. 
um, as the uh, commentators are talking about the dead parents <laughs> oh of Rip God. and Randy. Right. Just so we're, shoehorn we're it in. 30 seconds into this movie. <laughs> oh, here comes Rip with his brother Randy. He's always by his side They're since inseparable. their parents died. What? <laughs> Fucking what? You couldn't figure out another way to get that oh, kind of. There was no easy way. Let's get it out of the way. And you know, again, Hogan and Vince are in that hotel room. Yeah. Like, what about this, brother? What if we're coming to the ring and we learn about my dead parents? It, I don't. I don't like how they shouldn't be that close at that age because their parents passed. Hulk is pushing fifty here. There was a lot of um, undertones of pedophilia in Mister Nanny. And I think it's a recurring theme in Hulk Hogan movies. The way his brother Randy just relies on mm-hmm. him, and Hulk Hogan and Rip being a sexual deviant. I mm-hmm. told you this. Well, how long? I think Rip's real name. I think Rip is killed his parents. Sean, Arm- Sean Armstrong. Oh, Rip killed his parents. Oh yeah, don't you? That manager was Sherman Helmsley, the guy that managed Holy Rip. Shit! Wow. <laughs> they just oh. It all connects. That's Bert. <laughs> It's Bert. Did we ever get his name? It doesn't matter. He's Bert. I have a theory about that black manager. Oh, okay. He says that he trains Zeus and all this stuff. Ooh, are we talking about theories? Yes. I think he is Zeus's son. Zeus is his son. Right oh, there. that actually makes a lot more sense than my theory. Okay, so when we're introduced to Zeus... So, okay, so... Hold on, let's start it. Okay. We're, we're we already started... To. No, we, we don't, don't Yeah, to. we don't have to continue. We don't have no, to. Let's just get, let's get into yeah, this. we're talking about it, let's get into so it. So you're... But what I want... We I don't want to dis... Back. Okay, I know. But I don't want to discount what Jake's theory was. Jake is basically stating that the manager of Rip... I, we're going to call him Bert because I don't know what his movie <laughs> name was. That's racist, I think. No. no, it would be racist if... Never mind. So, Bert is his manager. Bert. And you're saying that he's Zeus's dad. Yes, I believe he is his biological father. I wish they had played that, that storyline. I think that the reason Zeus was so adamant about chasing after Rip was because he was now being trained by his dad. He was jealous, and his dad separated all contact from him after he went to jail, and he didn't want to be the father. That's why he didn't admit responsibility for him when they were all together. He said, oh, I used to train him. I didn't know they let him out. Yeah. I think I can fold this into my theory. Okay. okay. You're going to merge the two together. Yes. Okay, my theory Because merger. throughout this movie, <laughs> throughout, throughout this movie, I had... My theory, more and more holes were being punched through my theory as every minute this movie went on. <laughs> yeah, it sounded good at the time. It sounded awesome at the time. But as the movie went on. I, I have folded different pieces into this, and I will also take Jake's, and I'll fold it in. The Zeus we meet in No, Hold Bar- no, no Holds Barred, he's a robot. Okay. Oh He's wait! A robot? Wait here's, no! Here, here's, so wait! I like how calm Mike was when I because, said that. Well, but, but I, I, and here's why I disagree with Jake's theory. Okay. Zeus is a fucking idiot. Yes. Zeus doesn't. He's doing what he's told. Did you say that he doesn't he's, really have emotions? Well. When we're shown, when he's shown training, know, he, he kind of he, he was kind of shooting the shit with those other guys that were hanging out back. Okay, yeah, when he <laughs> he's just hanging out with his fucking friends. And then he pounced. <laughs> <the bar. laughs> he turned around like, "Hey, gotcha!" Whoa! It's like, oh, sorry. It's like somebody opened the door and he was in the bathroom. <laughs> no, but that's that was programmed into his robot body. Well, okay, oh, so here's but, 
Okay, no, go ahead. Okay, so like when 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 they're training, Zeus has his training facility, which we find yes. out. Yes. But there's a TV with a loop. Yes. Of um of Brell. Brell. Over and over again, saying, repeating it over. His your, mission. Your mission is this. You're gonna blah blah blah. You're and we thought he things. was on an exercise bike. I would say he's plugged in. So okay, I, here's why. Here's why I'm saying this. He, we're doing just. This is the f- debut episode of the network show of the barroom brawls. This is not. This is not when they first went there to scout. This right. is the first the debut top, episode. The top, Everybody's in the their battle of the top guys. The guys. They're they're in their suits. The fans yes. are in their their Sunday's best. They're out in their ballroom gowns and everything else. And this is the first episode. Now, as the network president Brell already knows, I just want a piece of paper. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I buy as, ten? Yes. As Brell wants to make sure he can defeat Rip and show that his show is the best show ever, he needs to pull out all the stops. And we're doing this regular straight brawl between these two guys. The wall explodes. It, like, lowers like it's the front door to a castle. Or somebody's tank that he's waiting to be released from. Smoke explodes out this larger than life man with just one emotion which and is one rage, eyebrow one eyebrow <laughs> and also one of the notes that I wrote down that you mentioned Mikey was that he had numbers on his shirt like what wait he's just a number in the assembly line oh so because the numbers being from prison his number so is his name so how, or his his there was one designation serial number. Yes. There was one thing that you said could that 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 punched a hole in where you said I didn't know they let him out. He never said prison. Right. Maybe they let him out of his robot fucking chamber because he killed a man. The robot malfunctioned, which is why he's not the father of Zeus. He's, He's the, the creator. creator. He was a scientist before he became no, a pro I wrestling feel like Zeus. I feel like Zeus was just a robot, but you need to teach robots things. Uh-huh. This guy physically taught the robot how to fight, how to fucking kill. And, and here's why I think the robot wait, could fit into three-way theater's world. We already have a talking dog. Is a robot really that far fret? Far fret. Far-fetched? Uh, <laughs> Talking dog. Waka waka. WrestleMania! Oh, seventh inning fetch. <laughs> but I, the way he came into the tough man competition, the way he decimated and destroyed the toughest guys in the, in the competition, and just the way he acted, save for his hangout with the boys in the back, uh-huh. he acted kind of robotic for the entire movie. He never really sold anything. He was very... Um, and that wasn't slow. blood coming out of his mouth. That was oil. oil. Ooh. The blood, the two bloods in this movie were very different. Wait, and that proves it again. Now what? Now, hear me out for this one. All right. What if he was, Rip was also a robot because he jumped out of that fucking limo like a fucking yes. machine. He burst out yes. of the top of it. He flew fucking ten feet in the air. Which would also mean that Kurt Fuller would be a robot because he could only die by being electrocuted. 
I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the stupidest thing that's ever been said on three-way theater. But what if they toned, they turned down the power on the robot after Zeus was too fucking so strong? So it's like a Terminator and, and uh, the Terminator fucking... Terminator 2. And the other, the, the cop Terminator. Terminator 2. No, yeah. No, but... Judgment Day. No, I know. The T-1000. Yes, and the other Robert one. Robert Patrick. Yes, him. That guy. We already... Yeah. Yeah. We didn't talk about this. So you guys are in on this robot thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I, I'm, I can get down with that. 100%. And, that, and I'd like to... The only way to explain Hulk Hogan's explosion... But so we're also remote. saying rips a machine. I'm down for that, too. I actually have... <laughs> I have a different theory that would, that would go against that. Okay. Here on the Fan Theory Podcast. Oh. But I feel like we could all tie it together. Okay. Okay. I think that Hulk Hogan and Sean Armstrong are one and the same. The rip... Character. Do you have a? Did you make a murder board? I'm starting to make. You, I'm making down. I'm writing down some like a little. He did a pros and cons <laughs> thing going on. So Sean Armstrong is Rip because. Okay. In Sean Armstrong from Mr. Nanny yes. and Rip are one and the same. Sean Armstrong from Mr. Nanny. He had his he like when they condescended to him. And he asked when they was like he doesn't know what a microchip is, and then he had an explanation. He knew. Holy shit! He, but the same fucking thing happened in No Holds Barred when the French waiter. Holy shit! Tried to talk down to him. He knew French. He fucking. Holy He's smarter fuck. than you were giving him credit for. But Bert was also the fucking fucking manager. Bert. Yes. In Mr. Nanny, so he was there for the creation. So he created both. Hulk Hogan and Zeus. Holy shit. And I'm going to speculate, he fixed Thantos. He fucking gave him the metal bowl in his head. Fucking A. And also, I think... I have such a hard-on right now. (laughs) Like, I love that we can connect. I just, I love it. I feel like they tried to wipe the memories away... So they took him out, and he was just a fisherman, and they tried to, like... And that's... He never... And that's why he has the flashbacks of the wrestling. Yes. Have you guys watched Westworld? Uh, I that's, haven't. Sounds made up. Um, I do want to get into it. Though. I feel like we're just, like we're quickly delving into Westworld territory. This and is hardcore fan fiction right now. Here on the Westworld podcast. Um, is West, now, Westworld's like a sci-fi western, right? It is a remake of the 1972 Michael Crichton movie. Is it Crichton or Crichton or Crichton? Michael Crichton. Crichton, Crichton yeah. Fuck, I sound... We're going to start start from here. Welcome to Three-Way Theater. <laughs> oh, I, oh, you, I can sound like a fucking idiot, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, you're one to fucking talk, but in a terrible profile picture of yourself with us. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. Hey, that was the second time that's been up. I just felt like, you know, I want to get the three of us in there. Well, let's just take a better picture of the three of us All together. Right, then. That's we don't look the like fucking wax statues. Okay, okay. Or fat wax statue, fat statues. So, in in Mr. Nanny, yep. yes, Mother Love is basically heartbroken by, she was like, of course I know who you are. I've seen you wrestle, blah, blah, blah. Right. I think that she's the waitress from the diner that they go to. Holy shit. Who absolutely loves him. Holy shit. And she fuck. realizes there's a disconnect. A young mother love. And Hulk Hogan, he doesn't he goes forever without eating in that movie. It's he true. gives his food to Bert. 
So Hulk doesn't need. I the do fucking, not need this. Yeah, he doesn't need food. He's a fucking robot. We just blew this fucking universe wide open. I think that we have some connections, and this this podcast isn't going to be about the story of No Holds Barred. <laughs> it's because that story's been told. It has. It's been told by amazing comedians yeah, and uh-huh. great, great. If you want to run down No Holds Barred, how this did this get it. made? Go. This is for this is for the uh, the advanced yeah. No Holds Barred. <laughs> this is advanced. Yes. Once you've leveled up, you can yes. come on. Can I take my notes theater. back? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is we're sick. That's the one that you wrote, right? Did you mention the last one there on the left? The, it's the never eats. Never one. eats. Oh, I thought it was never cries. Doesn't he not cry? Is it, it, he doesn't? No. I don't know, but he was sure as fuck electrocuted in that fucking gym scene, and how we questioned how he survived that. How did he survive any of those fucking Pratt falls? He, there's no way. What? Okay, wait. I got something that blew it open even more. Fuck. When Brell gets electrocuted. Some of that electricity shocks Rip. Uh huh. That makes Rip self-aware, and for the first time, he realized he was machine and not man. So he became fully aware of his consciousness as a robot. Wait, what if the electrical charge fried his fucking circuits, causing the f- him to fucking forget everything? And he already knows he's a robot, and no, then forgets. No, he forgets he was like all this. He was a fucking wrestler, so he, all that shit, and that's why. But he, he knows he's a wrestler and Mister Danny, though. Kinda. He, he we flashed back to it later on that he was very aware of. Well, yeah. Flashback. I like to think that rather than having him some kind of amnesia, it just gives him the awareness that he's been a robot all along. So now he lives his no his life knowing he can't die, so I'm going to become a bodyguard, and I'm just going to do whatever I can. And so when the kids go to torture him, he's annoyed, <laughs> but he's not concerned about getting murdered, death, killed. Because in that movie, we are made, like, injuries are very fucking, like, realistic. Looney Tunes, fucking, you're dead. Like, the fucking guy that got punched in the face and he was fucking neck braced. That's, like, a real fucking thing. If you and don't forget that it. the first nanny that we see murdered in the first scene of them being introduced to the kids. Yeah. He just shakes things off. But we saw this motherfucker get electrocuted to death, and he just shook it off. I uh, also, shook it off. I also have another theory. The guy that shits himself in this movie. The limo driver. The limo driver. I think they intentionally made that guy look like Richard Belzer. Yes. With the hair and everything. With the hair and the glasses, and that was a payback for the lawsuit when Hulk dropped him on his head. Yeah. Split his head open. Very interesting. This is a very vindictive movie, because I know that, Jake, you and I talked about... you know who wrote it, as we mentioned. And there's definitely connections with Brell and the World Television Network to be TBS and Ted Turner. Not a question. I think Vince sees a lot of himself in Brell. I think Vince like, oh, this guy's great. But here's the thing about... They make him out to be a villain, right? But he doesn't say... Another fan thing. He doesn't say that they're number two in the rankings. He says they're last. Last place. These guys are fucking underdogs. This is a scrappy fucking little they're, engine that could they're group. Fighting for their job. And what's what's his main goal? To save the jobs of every single of one of his network. employees. All of his network. And his answer to save those jobs? To give more people jobs. Yes. You know that those brawlers in the bar were homeless? Yes. They didn't have anywhere to go. He gave them a job, a national television contract. He may be exploiting them, but he's paying them also. They're getting fucking national exposure. And guys... 
I just got this document. He also gave them health insurance. What? Oh. Take yep. that, Vince. All of his employees, 100% covered. But that's so, that's so fucking crazy. And the fact that Stan Hansen was there even furthers its similarities to NWA. Vince would never use Stan Hansen in a fucking wrestling sense after the fact. Well, I'll make him look like a dumb hick in a movie, though, and then he'll be the fucking... <coughs> he, was, dude, he was in NWA in 89. Mm-hmm. And really, Brell... The, I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. It, his storyline quickly devolves into being Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. But in the beginning, he's just giving Rip a verbal blowjob like never before. Yes. Just like putting over how great he is. And like, this guy just wants to be successful and to make that success for everybody under his umbrella. Umbrella. Uh, oh. oh. So, so he, to him, Rip is the only thing that can save the network. The network went from last to number one after the Battle of the Tough Guys. That's huge. And what did we learn about Rip? That his word is his bond. Because the offer... So, I was definitely... Rip only cares about charitable donations. I was... So put that in your file. (laughs) Put that in your brief. Your brief... I was reminded of the Russell Madness scene when Ratzenberger was trying to sign Max. Or Russell. Sorry. It's Russell you Madness. You fucking idiot. <laughs> um, and I was reminded of that scene when Brell tried to recruit Hogan. And again, it did, again, quickly devolve into him threatening him. Um, but I think that's just a sign of fear. Yeah. Like, he's so scared of losing his, his company that he'll just he's do just anything. He's trying too hard. Like and he's and he doesn't get like all too physical. He like puts his hand on him and the guy overreacts a little bit for a professional wrestler. So this kind of sets Brell on a side quest. But there's there's actually one thing about Brell that's just it's ir- ir- just irredeemable. What's that? He keeps calling him a jock ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite recurring gags. Loved it. Jockass. Like, um, what I, a, I looked on IMDb. Yep. And looked up what a jockass is. Okay. IMDb or did you go on Urban, Urban Dictionary? Dictionary. Excuse okay. me, excuse me, sorry. Uh, jockass is defined as a jock that is an ass. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I felt like, so this started a recurring, like, kind of like a side, like a B-plot for this movie. Yeah. Where the network was continuing to harass Rip into signing a contract and jumping ship. And even while... beating him up. Right. So while even while Brella's developing the world tough man competition, he's doing this, like, I'm going to sign Rip. And he's being chased. He's in that limo being locked away, which led to the famous Dookie scene. Where Hulk Hogan destroys a whole group of henchmen. Like, brutally, robotically... Destroys them. Yeah. He jumps superhumanly out yes, of the top. Right. Yeah, I think that's great. This is, and also he's kicking the fucking the the door. The door and it and appears leaving. to be like bullet uh, hole like imprints. Yes. Like a robot. Now. And when he'd kick the car, the car would swerve it would move. ridiculously to the left. Yes. Or to the right. I'm tweeting Hulk Hogan right after this to ask him if he was a robot in this Were movie. Were you a robot, dude? But so here's what I just a robot. Oh, oh shit! I've never just, seen that show, and no no smart person has. I watch it. It's my favorite show. He said no smart person has. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> but you called me smart before we started recording. That was before we started yeah, recording. Yeah, there's no proof of that. Yeah. Aww. No proof of purchase. So, Brel... Well, I was... Hold on. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I just wanted to ask you guys if you thought that the Dookie scene itself, it's kind of become probably one of the most played scenes from No Holds Barred. Um... Do you think Vince and Hogan knew that was going to be like one of like their standout moments? I Knowing say, how much Vince loves poop, I want to say no. I wanna, I think it's famous for the wrong reasons. Because when yeah. anybody when you when you go up to anybody and say, "Hey, we're going to review No Holds right. Barred," they're going to be First like, thing. "Dookie!" Yeah. And it's a cla- it's as a kid, it was one of is a very memorable scene. So you just, I just wanted to know if you guys thought that maybe I feel like it was strictly as a shot to Richard Belzer. I don't think they cared whether it got a laugh or not. I think Vince would have thought it was going to get a laugh because like it made if it makes Vince laugh, then it's funny. He makes. He he makes a point that he's like, hey, we're not being wrestlers. We're not lowbrow, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But then they fill it with lowbrow comedy, right? And by the way, not labeled as a comedy on the back of the DVD. True action drama, action drama. So, I also like um, one of my favorite catchphrases in this movie is that. Uh, Contracts are just words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want every... That's true. Contact Contracts are words. That's true. Meeting. Tomorrow. Talk to me. <laughs> he had a couple of them in the beginning there that were great. Yeah. I love Brell. I could talk about Brell. I think... I mean, we talked about it while we were watching that we have an early contender for, for uh, uh, best heel in a movie. Easily. Easily. He's... He's the guy to beat right now. It's, he really is. I mean, it's, it's early, really to, early say, to say, but, but so, so good. I, so here's where. So I'm little. Brell really wants to get Hulk on his. Excuse me, Rip on his network. He Zeus is uh, he, alternatively this is while this is Zeus, going on. Oh, okay. Zeus. So he has the the tough man show, and it, at this point, he's looking to rival. Is this is he trying to come into competition with the WWF at this point? Well, here's kind of like a slight at the WWF. Yeah, the WWF was not the draw for the cable station. It was Rip. He Rip was, was the, the draw. Only okay, thing. Where so, the draw? Where the draw? <laughs> so up until we meet Zeus, what is his plan? His plan is to hold these. Is he going to try to find somebody that can? Well, he, I think... Beat Rip and then and then out comes Zeus? I think he thought Stan Hansen was his guy. I okay. feel like Stan Hansen was the guy to beat. Like, oh, look at this guy. And then Zeus comes out and just beats the fuck out of him. I and, think it's one of those situations where I go back to Zeus being a robot. I think Brel was very concerned about ratings. And it was almost like pull lever an event of emergency. And he thought Stan Hansen was his guy... But he's sitting there and he's watching everybody enjoy themselves and he's like, no. I think he wanted this tournament to happen. He was going to find the tough guy and then have him challenge Hulk. Right. Or he's going to build the tough guy. Well, he didn't build the tough guy. Well, but he, I mean, he, he... Hey, Zeus fucking knocked down an entire... Well paid for it, though. They funded the experiments. After the fact. I like and to when think... And when he gave him the money for winning it. I like to think it was in the same building that Mad Dog Joe DiCurso returned in. That mm-hmm. same wall that fell down. <laughs> oh, man. Also, every time... <clears throat> He won a match. He came back upgraded with a brand new. The outfit. more money he had, the more bling he had. 
upgrade. Leveled up. 3.0. Yep. Zeus. First he just had chainmail and some fucking badass wrist gauntlets. Next thing you know, he's got fucking full-on badass shoulder pads yeah. and fucking... Man. So besides the brawlers, like Hanson in this movie and whatever else... Can we mention o- the other brawlers that we had in this? Sure. Some of the other workers. Yeah, um, fucking um, Pete Doherty in there. Pete, the fucking Duke of Dorchester. Duke of Dorchester. So fucking Represent. awesome. And he was spraying himself in the face with some hair. Yeah. He was hairspray. Constantly. He was getting his hairspray wow. Constantly. It was in his His face. eyes were open. Yes. His mouth was open. And this toothless motherfucker... Wait. I loved seeing him on. You there. guys, you guys never used to swallow Aquanet back when you were younger. What? That's how you do it, brother. What the fuck are you? Can you get fucking... fucked up off that? Oh yeah. Is are you kidding me right yeah, now? Yeah, we'll take. Yeah, you should try it. Is it like huffing? Okay. Yep. We can we turn off this pod? We need if we're gonna talk about this. Can we talk about this later? <laughs> I'm just I'm just fucking with you guys. Oh. I would never. Who swallows Aquanet? Fucking Pete Doherty, okay, Pete, Pete Doherty Pete Doherty does. Yeah. No, I swigged Listerine. That's what I did to get okay, drunk back in the that's day. That's also going to be talk for later. Oh, all right. So That's not legal in Mass yet. Oh, wait. Swigging you can't, Listerine? You can't, I did it in New Hampshire. That's even worse. Oh, no. Even I did it at a religious camp. <laughs> oh. As long as, Is that illegal? No, was, but as long as you're not having your mom send it through the mail. She sent it as a care package. Oh, Jesus Christ. It went through... Oh, God, it went through the post office. Yeah, you're fucked. Fuck. But there was anthrax in that. One of these days, they're gonna get to you. She was sending alcohol to a minor through the post office. Yeah. Oh, no. Fort Minor? On a lighter note... How about a little titular song? Yeah! Yeah, Titular, I know what that means now. Titular! Woo! I got ketchup on my blue jeans. I just burnt my hand. Lord, it's hard to be a bachelor. Oh wait, this is this is one of the other songs. Oh wait, wait, what song is that from, Jake? I was gonna say this is from the song. This is from the yeah, movie. Uh, let me hold on. I got ketchup on my blue jeans. I just burned my hand. Lord, it's hard to be a bachelor, man. I got a girl. I got a Did- girl that can cook. I got girls that can clean. I got girls that can do anything in between. What the fuck? I got to get ready, make everything right, because all my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. This was the scene, the limo scene, when he was beating the crap out of all the, the henchmen. I was it the limo scene or was it the bar scene? Yeah, no, the limo scene was the Survivor Series theme song. That Bang! was that was the car ride. I thought that and was then limo. It switched to it was the limo, but when they parked the next one and was the Royal out, Rumble. But when they parked and got out of the limo and he exploded, it turned into a, <laughs> he exploded through the ceiling. It turned into a different song. I thought I don't know. Anyways, that's one to. By the way, the, we'll wait till the, the end music the was all one. done with the music was all done by um, Jim, Jim, Johnson. Jim Johnson, except for that one that was Hank Williams Jr. Oh, all wow. right, interesting. Um, um, but some of the other guys that were in the battle, yes, some of the other fighters. Go ahead. There was the lumberjack Joe's Leduc. Uh-huh. He, yep. he was great. Uh, there was. I can't confirm this, but at the very beginning when Joe LaDuke was first fighting, I believe he's wrestling Sandy Beach, a wrestler from the AWA. It looked just looked like just him to like me. Him. I've been watching a lot of that, hmm. so who knows. And then uh, Jeep Swenson was in there. Yep, good old Jeep. Wrestled Jeep, as a... Uh, who got the keys? Wrestled was, um, a long time. He was the... Um, he played... He the wrench guy. Yes, he was uh, Lug, Lug Wrench. Lug Wrench. Lug, Lug wrench. wrench Peterson, I think. Lug, Lug- or Perkins... Lugersky. <laughs> and uh, then he went on to play Bane in Batman was it versus Robin. And he was the final solution. Well, that's 
he was originally the final solution right. in WCW. <laughs> and then uh, WCW was informed that the final solution was <laughs> what Hitler's Jesus plan Christ. was to kill the Jews. Oh, I know. So he was changed to the... Because I don't understand how nobody at WCW knew this. So he was changed to the ultimate solution. I know. <laughs> Luckily. Luckily. I'm, I'm talking to the listeners at home, Mikey, not you personally. But you were looking at him while you said it the entire time, so I can see why he felt threatened right there. Um, so stupid. I I gotta say, now now that we're all in agreement about the robot plot, this movie was way more like Lethal Weapon than I give it credit for. Yeah, because Brill's entire like, okay, let's talk real quick about Joan Severance, the beautiful, gorgeous Joan Severance, oh, and her heel turn in immediate babyface turn. Yes, again. her heel turn lasted fifteen seconds. We shockingly reveal halfway through the movie that Joan Severance, and this was after their hotel scene. After the sexy 50s screwball back and forth between Rip and Joan Severance. Like the, ooh, is he jerking off or is he not? Put tape and a blanket across the entire hotel room. How fucking rude is Hulk, by the way? How rude! Putting his fucking feet on the bed to do push-ups while she's trying to sleep. And it makes it seem like he's jerking off. But listen, and she wanted to see that dick. She wanted that fucking dick. It shows Hulk Hogan bending over in short shorts. And his ass is fucking hanging out. You're right Hulk out. Hogan's ass is hanging out. Not a man that has a big ass. It's a nice ass. It, no. I did In not that like movie, it. it's a nice ass. It was, he was showing off the tan lines under I think the he cheek. had a butt double. <laughs> I don't think no, that was Hogan's that. ass. That was Hogan's hairline. <laughs> um, um, but also, they, Joan Severance, early nomination for Best Hits. Absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, but uh, well, I was just going to well, say... She was sent... She was sent to um, seduce Hulk and the, their very first meeting yes they were eye fucking across well, the room but she immediately would, we had to go back and rewind it because oh they how'd they get to the date she asked she, asked she set out. it up fine I'll pick you up at 8 it's actually brilliant so it was her that was that's it right there where that was her plan to get him but I had I mean I had no idea that she was working for the for Brel and how quickly she was in, but I never thought I'd like him. And then Brell went from fucking wacky comedy <laughs> villain to evil fucking Jake Roberts in 92 villain and backhands her. Fucking backhanded the shit out of her. Bruise on her cheek. And he's a fucking, you, you listen to me. By the way, she didn't do her job. She did a terrible <laughs> job seducing him. Like, she was on top of him, and she was like, "Oh, get away from me!" Yeah. Well, that's why it was too screwball and wacky. These star-crossed that's the lovers. Part. So they're. <laughs> she goes to change in the bathroom. Whatever. What up? What up? They're both brushing they're their brushing teeth. Brushing their teeth. He's brushing his teeth out in the regular There's room. and no now, sink. Is he dry brushing? Because you... That's yes. what I'm saying. You have to run your brush under the water. You first. have to. Before he didn't. After. That's so weird. And then, like, <laughs> he goes from brushing his teeth to mouthwash. That also seems weird to me. And then... You rinse first and then mouthwash. Is that and just then, me? <laughs> and, and I'm then... I'm not letting you get past this. I'm asking... I want to see where he's going with it. And then... And then he swallows it. Hey, that's that's what you got? That's gross. <laughs> no, it was gross. Um, how, was it gross at the camp you were at, JC? I swallowed that shit. That's what That's I'm how you got drunk. So was Hulk just looking to get drunk in the hotel room? Yes, because he needed... On the cheap? Yup. Fucking Rip is a cheap motherfucker. 
You know, it's fucking. He's a worker, brother. It's true. He's a robot. I love. Can we can we briefly talk about Hulk's outfits? Rip's outfits in this movie. You mean all the same outfit in different colors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, wait. In the first date, he was wearing an all white suit, all like Scarface. All white. Everything. All white suit, no tie, <laughs> unbuttoned down to the navel. Fourth button down, <laughs> like, like open. It was a billowing blouse of a shirt. <laughs> he was dressed like a chef. He's, he's the, the sweetest chef. He really birdie, 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 brother. Bird, bird, bird. Bird, bird, bird. And then Wait, he got condescended chef. to by a man with a fake French accent who was like, this lady, what would you like escargot in oh, the kitchen? I'm sorry, did you not have hamburger yeah, or a hot dog? Very uh, condescending. Hot dog. You would be very... Uh, and then very the, condescending towards Rip. And then the entire wait staff comes out. Why didn't you not say our friend was here? Why uh, would you? Uh, French restaurant. I believe it was a Hispanic uh, wait staff and wait <laughs> like cooks, Whoa. which I'm okay with. But I'm <laughs> it's just very saying, realistic. Like, it's not like making him out to be. Hoity-toity. It's the most realistic thing in this movie. Yeah. Like, can we before we get into the the match? the actual no-holds-barred match. Yeah. I want to talk to you guys. We're about an hour and a half into this. Just want to let you wow. guys know. Uh, but no I do want to... Yes. But I do want to talk <clears throat> to you guys about what actually led to the no-holds-barred match. And the first time we're really going to be talking about okay. this character, yes. I want us to dig in to the enigma known as Randy. Randy. Let's talk about Randy because at the end of the day, the no holds barred match is all Randy's fault. Yes. And really his friend's fault. Yeah, his friend that was egging him on for no reason. <laughs> so they they go to see one of the fights. Well, let's just before we get in, like let's just Randy. Like what the fuck is the conception of this Randy character? Like Vince and Hogan are sitting there in this hotel room. Like we're gonna make Rip more relatable, brother. You can have dead parents, but you need somebody you can connect to with that. Well, how, much, how much of an age difference is there between these two? I, it Would does, you say it doesn't matter because Hulk is a created robot, so he could be like seven. But, but do you so do they do you think part of the reason of building Rip was to help Randy cope with his parents' death? Maybe in order yeah. to make the robot, he had to kill the family of uh, Randy. Or it, Randy's parents were also scientists, and they were killed in an accident. Hulk Hogan is actually like Joan Cusack in the movie Toys, where she's just <laughs> a robot for this poor boy that needs friends. I hate Randy. Uh, early nomination for least likable character. His fucking weird, like, smirk that he makes. And he, like, I just don't, I don't like anything about him. And he totally instigated the beating that there he got. There was no reason for him well, to Well, because there. his friend smartens Brell up to the fact that he's Rip's brother. Yeah, he just thinks lot, they're friends. fans. Because they're wearing t-shirts but just, Look at, at that. First. Look at that. We got Rip fans over here. That's okay. We'll convert them all. We'll convert Everybody, them all. But, yes. like, so you're like, okay... Brell, that's all right. He's just giving these fans a hard time. Ha yeah. ha. He's, yeah, that's great, though. That's and that's nice. great. And he's like, right. no, this is Rip's brother. Well, fuck you, oh, friend. Really? Well, let me go introduce you. Yeah. Come on. And this is where Brell really gets into James Bond territory, where he kidnaps Randy. Yeah, with his own uh, security hired goons. <laughs> he's like, they're cops. I'm like, no, they're hired security. Yeah, hired goons. They're um, definitely hired goons. And then. He fucking backhands Randy in the face. That hurt more than Zeus kicking the shit out of him. He Those Brel backhands? He punched him in the kill. fucking nose. It was brutal. 
And then Zeus just kind of grabbed him by the throat and started squealing. Yes. yes. That was the sca- scary. That was a scary scene. Yes. Um, very scary. Very terrifying scream by Zeus as he lifts him up in the air. But Randy deserved it, right? Absolutely. Had it coming. So, so now we get... Well, so what? Rip's looking for Randy. He shows up in this. It was, it's it's the training center, right? Where yeah. like Brell has right. the recording. Yes, I and feel like he knew that the, his brother was in the hospital. And yes, as he's known to do, leaves the victim behind. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that Let's for a second. Let's talk about rape. <laughs> rape him. <laughs> I did the little Shaka Bronze and Rape. That's him. what the knuckles for. So, oh. oh fucking uh this this henchman after the lady gets slapped across the face, tries to leave peacefully. Um no, just gets fucking tackled and has her legs just thrown fucking wide open. She was he's, sexually assaulted. He's between her he's legs. He's about... He's mounting her. He's about her, isn't to, her belt off? Yes. Yes, when Hulk makes the save and like the guy runs off, her belt is half torn off. And she's devastated. She's legitimately traumatized. In tears. Not she's tra- a rape victim. This was... Le- this bothered me the way she played it like a real traumatized rape victim Here's it the thing. was brutal imagine Meryl Streep she would have knocked that out of the oh park my God. that fucking Meryl Streep rape scene I like to think that in the hotel room Hulk's like oh let's do a rape scene who would be a good rape fucking Streep let's get Meryl Streep oh She'll fucking knock Streep pal we'll get an Oscar yeah <laughs> but Hogan Show, randomly shows up a, a, during the rape on right. his motorcycle and the guy runs away and, he says, and Hogan doesn't stay there and check on her. He just says, are you okay? As she's crying yeah. on her hands and what knees. What she says is, sob, sob, sob. Yeah. And he ri- and just rides after the guy, leaving a rape, a potentially an assaulted victim, a sexually assaulted victim, yes. lying in the middle of a parking lot Potentially Fuck. surrounded by more attackers. Yes. Fuck! And did Brell say to rape her? I, I mean, I'm gonna he's, say yes. He's been an evil motherfucker, but is he telling someone to rape a I woman? think he's turning a blind eye to it. Uh. He, like, what he doesn't know won't hurt him, but I'm sure if that thug went to him later and he goes, hey, guy fucking raped her. <laughs> Brow would be like, like, Jesus Christ, I didn't say that. <laughs> fucking, I'm a, I'm a TV exec. You're going on two weeks paid leave to think about what you've done. I'm not going to fire you. I know you got a family. It's 1989. Rape's not illegal yet. Well, you're right. Well, no, that's not true. You're not right. <laughs> you're right, Jake. Don't, don't quote me on that. You're quoting. No, don't quote me on that. Everyone it's, heard it. It's out there forever, man. Welcome to Three Way Theater, everybody. <laughs> I'm JC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but so, but, but hold on. It's never followed up on again. He's she, she's raped. She's clearly been victimized by it, but, but she just puts it away and she's like. But instead of caring about her, we have to care about fucking Randy. Yes. Perfect, exactly. Where we get this. Randy's the sympathetic character. Oscar nominated <laughs> performance. The cry. Hulk can cry. Hulk crying. And then I put underneath Oscar scene. Oscar! Yes. 
Oscar, Why? Oscar nominated scene. Should have been. He cries. Randy cries. Everybody, Everybody I cried. Cries. You cried. <laughs> new year, new me. Yeah. So Hook finally agrees. I'm going to fight Zeus. Yes. Jump cut to a six sided ring. For some The original six sided right. ring. The first six sided ring. This is outside of WWF jurisdiction. There's no WWF. So commentators. So really, no, there the was, World Wrestling Federation champion went into enemy territory. By the way, there was commentators, but not. I mean, not Jesse Ventura. And not right, not, not WWF commentators. Jesse's yes. not getting paid twice. Yes, I'm, I was just meant as yes. in no license. It's enemy Joey territory. Marella. It's like the. It's like the WCW champion in WCW walking right into Monday Night Raw. Yes, and he's the only guy. And. This whole fucking, this whole, the stakes, uh, the stakes really established because it wasn't until the match was going on that, that they we were like talking about like, oh, this will be the end if he wins. Like what? The There's a lot what? of scenes like, like this remi- reminded me of Body Slam, where exposition is being told in voiceover form because they can't afford to film the extra scenes. Yeah. So there's these commentary bits where they're like, well, if Rip loses, he has to join the network. Or, well, if he doesn't, then the World Wrestling Federation closes down or something like, you know, like all these these things are being added in post because they never filmed the actual scenes. It's like, oh, wait, we forgot to mention this. Just have the announcer say it. So in the end... Nothing really matters. In the end. (laughs) Burrell gets what he wants. He gets Hulk on his fucking network. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Randy threw the first punch at Zeus. Punched him twice. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Fuck Randy. Fuck you, Randy. Randy punched Zeus twice. Like, once. He deserved it. Yeah, twice. You're fucking Why wouldn't you try to hit Brel, the guy that hit you? (laughs) Because he's smart. He's like, you know, I'm going to hit the biggest guy. People will probably break it up. (laughs) Uh. So, can can we talk about the murder? The double murder? Yeah. The double murder? Go, because we're going to get to that. I mean, he murdered. Double murder. Double murder. We talked about the attempted murders in this movie. This was just straight up murder. Yeah. And we did have the Mandela effect. One more intentional than the other. Right. But Mikey and I both remembered it as Zeus being electrocuted, but it was actually Brow that was electrocuted. Yes. I always remember Zeus taking the big fall into the ring. And I thought he was electrocuted. I did not remember. I thought Zeus was the only one who died. And oh, I don't realize. remember Brell dying either. Yeah. But I merged the two and I thought okay. he was he went through the ring and, and, and the like, ring was and, electrified. Right. Yeah, and he was like right, 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 right. Yeah. Which would have been better to prove my robot theory if that had happened. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> but that's what I had always remembered. Yeah. I completely forgot about Brell being fuck well, I guess he killed himself. I mean, he was going crazy. He it, like uh, so in the end he did get Hulk on his network, but being as selfish as he was, he destroyed the equipment, which yeah. caused the Technical signal to go out. And uh, ended up causing his own demise. Right. Because he was, was pulling Hoisted cords, by his own patad. Ah, oh, Shakespeare. Hmm. Yeah, see? I knew Shakespeare. He knocked uh, Zeus down with his finished patented running double axe handle. After hitting him 37 times. Punches him so many times Jesus. right in the face. Like, the whole, it was just... <laughs> 
Because they had to get from, like, the crowd ringside area all the way up to this... Yeah. Er, up to do this spot. I mean, it's awkward Brian Lee and Tommy Dreamer would do it in ECW. <laughs> but in a fucking movie, you don't have to do that shit. I loved when he Zeus was just kind of walking by and Randy threw himself out of his wheelchair in front of him and blamed it on Zeus. He jumped out of his fucking wheelchair and they're like, oh, look what Zeus did. Like, no, you're just a jerk, Randy. We're, we're introduced to Randy's girlfriend, I guess? In the, yeah, the first time we meet Randy's girlfriend. Who's and another random, beautiful girl. Yeah, in a yeah. prom dress. Who also gets fucking shoved by she Zeus. Gets shoved by I Zeus. love that scene before they head up to the top to brawl before Zeus yes. takes the bump. And he's just throwing bodies, yeah. shoving people. There's this little point Dexter in his tuxedo <laughs> gets tossed. I also love earlier in the film when Zeus just grabs a waitress by the face, picks her <laughs> straight up and drops her. And uh, she lands in like a, a, a barrel. Yeah, fucking A. It was great. Like I face palms her. Yes. It's Zeus is great in this. Yeah? I gotta say, I'm very happy with this movie. Like, I haven't watched it in years, and this movie made me happy. I liked it. What was... There was one part... There was one part that we all kind of popped at, and I think it was when he jumped in the bed and it broke. Yeah, that was... We all got a good chuckle. That all got a laugh. Yeah. There was some good physical comedy between the two of them. I, 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 we all got a laugh out of that. It was uh, a fun movie. I, I mean, the it holds a, it holds a special up. place in oh. my heart. Well, and maybe it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up, but it was fun. It was still entertaining. And it was as more hell. fun than Body Slam. Oh, absolutely. Like, was it more fun for you than Mr. Nanny? Yes. 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 Okay. I mean, I agree because I didn't really like Mr. Nanny. Yeah. I still love Mr. Nanny, but I know you do. No Holds Barred was still a lot of fun. No Holds Barred and, and Mr. Nanny uh, killing it for fucking... Hulk Hogan movies killing it for great heels. Yeah. yeah. No shit, right? <coughs> I think Hogan I think Hogan knows better than anybody else about having those have great heel. monster heels yep. to go up against. Oh, no, no, no. Hogan's smarter than that. He knows it's the fucking mouths. It's the Roddy Pipers. True. It's the fucking... That's what the Brel is. And Thanatos. And the Thanatos. Those are the fucking stars. He knows that's the fucking real heel behind it. The monsters you can only get so far with. And Mr. Nania wasn't about the big fucking goon. Bill Irwin? Yes. Oh, I love that guy. I I feel like Kurt Fuller really... Makes this movie. Kurt Fuller's oh God, amazing. So um, like, I did like actually. This is great. Like whatever. But I did desperately fantastic. tweet at him the other night because, like, I wanted to let him know that we were going to watch this movie uh-huh. and how much I was looking forward to it. Uh-huh. Because Kurt Fuller, he's not a famous actor, but he's a really underrated like character, character actor, actor that's in a bunch of movies. A lot of stuff. I know on the DVD case he's mentioned in Wayne's World, mm-hmm. I loved him in Scary Movie as the yes, sheriff. Yes, he was great. So, what do you think of these pictures? Uh, huh? No. Doesn't do no. anything for you? No. What, what about these? Um, no. Why'd you kill her, Sydney? What, how is she in bed? Not so please trick. You fall for that one. Good one. Go and you passed. He's um, he's great. Not only him, but uh, David Paymer or Pimer, whatever it is, he plays it's one Pimer, of Pimer, you dumb fucking moron. <laughs> he was one no, of the uh, he's one of the executives, the bald one with the glasses. Yep. He's in a Everything. bunch of things. Yes. He's just in a million things. It's, so they were great, like wormy heels. Yes. Good heel like oh, you're right. Hogan, he know he is smarter than that. See? He knows what to do. <laughs> Well, I'm, that's maybe giving him a little too much credit. But he's made entertaining movies. He yeah. wrote Brel. 
Yes. Mr. McMahon wrote Brill. So, before we wrap this up, I know we don't normally do this, but I did take a look at the Amazon reviews very briefly. Uh-huh. And I did just want to read the lowest rated review <laughs> and also the top positive review. Okay. I'll read the bottom review first because it's very in-depth on what on what he didn't like about this movie. This is from Angelo Black. I purchased the No Hold Bards Blu-ray and me and my son, who are huge Hogan fans, my son having never seen the movie, of course, were about to sit down and enjoy this classic when much to my chagrin, not chagrin, Chagrin? The movie would not play. You might be scratching your head. Why? Because lo and behold, up on my big 55-inch screen, humble brag, pops up this <laughs> Blu-ray disc that can only be played in Region B Blu-ray players, which I was not told in the description. I was all excited to get this on Blu-ray before the release date of April 1st, 2014. But guess what? April Fool's Day came early. (laughs) Thanks, Amazon. Sad. So this guy Mm -hmm. was so excited. No, first of all, he wrote a negative review about something that had nothing to do with the, with the fucking movie. Correct. Fuck this guy, and you should fucking know... He was know. reviewing Amazon. No. Yes, but that's not what that's for. It's to review the fucking movie. I don't think that's true. Yes! But this guy wanted to see the movie. He was going to watch it with his son. On his 55-inch TV. Humble brag. Mm-hmm. Imagine seeing Hulk's giant ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we watched it on like a 60-inch yeah, TV. Yeah, I mean... Humble brag. <laughs> what, what? Uh, Selling it on eBay. All right, yeah. Uh, now I want to read the top positive review um, from Miles Foreman. Anybody want some sports memorabilia? Crunk. <laughs> top positive review. Top so positive five stars review. in voted by the Amazon users. Okay. Here it is. The legendary Noel Holds Bard. This is not a great movie. Or even a good movie. But it's a classic. It represents a time and place for lots of golden era wrestling Hulk Hogan fans out there. I remember how big this event was when it hit theaters. Everyone was clamoring to see it. The tie-in on actual WWF programming with Zeus, a.k.a. Tiny Lester, the way was way ahead of its time and is something we see a lot of in today's WWF programming. Be warned that this movie really sucks. But it's awesome too. Oh. Five stars. Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel, I feel like, like we could have just done that and we would have been done. We were going on two hours now, guys. I feel like that guy wrote it just for how did this get made? Yeah, and like I, I know it's a it's a how did this get made rip off of me doing it, but I I look yeah, through yeah, it yeah, and I'm like this is kind of funny. It just can't be a regular thing, JC. Well, then I guess I shouldn't talk about the reviews I have for our next movie. Do you have any reviews for our next movie? I don't know. I guess we're gonna have to wait till next episode, guys. Oh, what did we learn? Fuck. That I should only have one cookie. (laughs) (laughs) And make sure I do not use heavy machinery while I'm around a cookie. 
All right. Of the nature uh-huh. of that thing that's legal in Massachusetts. <laughs> Mikey? Uh, I learned a lot of very interesting facts, which have been turned into fan fiction, <laughs> which I love. And um, So I like how you presented those as facts. Uh-huh. So not theory. Well, the, the we have to have facts to, to okay. prove the theory. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay, um, well... Jake? Well, you only learn when you are inside, when life gives you the test. Will you back down, turn and run, or stand up with the best? When your back's to the wall, what will your answer be? Will you run to the door? Will you run out? Will you run out on me like it's hard? No, no holds barred. No, no holds barred. Nice. All right. All right. All right. Number eleven in the can. Well, number ten, right? I mean, well, number ten was the peakies. As, as far as the movies go, we've done. This 10 is our movies. tenth movie. But our, uh, it's our 11th, 11th episode. episode. Minus minisodes. Well, yeah, we don't you know, number Which often episodes. run as long as episodes. This is our 16th episode. No, but I'm just kidding. Yes. This is episode 11, movie 10. Okay. No, no holds, holds barred. barred. Yes. <laughs> More like no profits allowed. <laughs> oh, What movie are we doing next? What are we doing next, guys? Um, I think we've decided we're going to do the 19... 19- 77 TV movie Mad Bull. Stone. I know nothing. Nothing about, about this? this. I know a little about this. There's not a lot out there, but I'm I know Jake has some information. Um I know I'm looking forward to this and I have some information. Um I think this is going to be another grunt. Give me a little teaser. Give me give me something to hold on till till next episode. I mean, I'll okay, I'll it's, give uh, well, it stars Alex Karras, the father from Webster. Uh who was a football player, also a professional wrestler in his downtime. Huh. He wrestled Dick the Bruiser. He is like a legitimate professional wrestler, like Bronco Nagurski was a former NWA champion and an NFL legend. Interesting. So, so it's a uh, this was a movie of the week. It was a uh, it's about a wrestler dealing with a relationship. So a burly professional wrestler falls in love with a caring woman who helps convince him to abandon his vengeful search for the one who murdered his brother. Oh. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Wow. And he does have a wife and child that he is also abandoned and has a strained relationship. Yes. All right. about this. 19- Mad fucking bull. 1977. This is our oldest movie so far. Yeah. It's true. You know uh, what I mean, yeah? By a lot. Yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Mad Bull's coming up next, but this was no holds barred. Yes, and uh, this was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. How do you? How do you? How, how do you listen to us? That's exactly where I was going. Oh see, shit! You know? Well, you you have that sweet AM radio voice. I want to hear it out of your your craw your crawl codes. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, craw it, baby. Well, uh, the uh, all-encompassing website that you can go and check out anything and everything. Three-way theater. It's threewaytheater.com. Yeah. You can also check us out on Facebook. Three-way Give theater. us an old like. Like it, please. Like it. Love it. Mm. I um, want some more of it. Ah. <laughs> oh. 
I love the cocaine. I love the cocaine. What? I just wanted to tell you guys I really love cocaine. Oh, okay. Uh, we're, <laughs> um, uh, we're on Twitter, right? Three Way Theater at Three Way Theater, and uh, you can listen to all of our episodes. Um, if you don't want to use threewaytheater.com, you can go ahead and get us on Podbean and also on iTunes. On the old iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. We've got a couple of reviews on there finally. And listen, uh, if you like the show, just give us a little rate, give us a review, give us a subscribe. It helps others find the show a little easier. And if you, the next, okay, the next person that comments on Three Way Theater on iTunes, um, we will review any movie that you want. Any, wrestling, well, wrestling movie. Okay. Wrestling and movie. whoever comments on our Facebook page uh-huh. can get a ballot for next year's Peakies Ooh, to vote. Get in on the Peakies. So if you Become ask, a member of the guild. Yes. You can have your voice heard in the Peaky Awards. Who will get the Golden Peakies we have in back order? God damn this fucking wow. All right. That's cool, right? Yeah. All right. Well... I'm I'm JC. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Mumberjake. And we are Three Way Theater. <laughs> you blew it. Yeah. We were freeze framing. No, Jake, don't delete that!